And hello and welcome everybody to the 20-Sided Podcast. My name is Brian Flaherty and I'll be your Dungeon Master today. With us again are our lovely players. Say hi everybody. Hello. Hello. We've got Blythe Robertson. Hi everybody. Jenny Gustafson. Hello. And Kevin Bauer. Feeling good, smelling bad. (laughs) Ooh, it's a hot one out here in New York. Hot, hot, hot. And I've had to turn off the AC so this recording is nice and crystal clear. I'm going to be very unhappy in about an hour and a half. <laughs> Things we do for art. Uh, you guys ready to, ready to get going? Absolutely. Yes. All right, here we go. Last time on the RMS Titanfall. After thwarting the attempted assassination of Myrtleby Espinal, you were questioned by the two Queen's Guards, Sir Tiffany Fex of Tottenpool and Sir Warwick Blitz of Slakehaven, regarding your involvement in the brawl. Uh, Cleve was able to convince them that the real danger aboard the ship were the would-be assassins that knocked out they knocked out and the elven spellcaster they killed. Um, the Queen's Guard agreed to hire you on as investigators to assist them in discovering what was really going on on this boat so they could focus on keeping the Queen safe. You questioned the imprisoned assailants with the tentacle tattoos and discovered they were members of a group known only as the Drowned. Uh, You conducted some additional research at one of the ship's libraries and learned the Drowned was a cult of the Titan Fathom who worshipped and acted on his behalf, though often without reward or regard. Uh, Fearing that one of the queens was possibly involved in said cult, you went to their rooms to search for clues and discovered that the queens of the Twin Ports friends from childhood were involved in a romantic relationship. Uh, During your search, you also discovered an empty clothing box and a piece of fresh sheet music that you found to be a bit odd. Um, You made your way to the Phoebe Promenade just in time to hear the major announcement that Queen Annabelle Tor of Tottenpool and Queen Camille McQuick of Slakehaven were to be wed, thus uniting their kingdoms under a single banner. Uh, as the crowd struggled to comprehend news of this magnitude, the band struck up a new anthem of the nascent kingdom. As the band played, the decorative runes that were not a part of Myrtlebeard's design, uh, lining the tops of this room, began to glow and pulse. As the music reached its zenith, a series of massive explosions rocked the ship, causing it to fully capsize. As the three of you began to take stock of the perilous situation you had found yourselves in, you looked out the windows to see the gargantuan tentacles and the massive eye of Fathom's long-dead champion, the Kraken. We begin in the moments after this chaos has been wrought on this ship. You look around and people everywhere are screaming and crying, looking for each other, crying for help. Through the haze of this era, you see your entire world is flipped fully on axis upside down. Looking above you, you see most of the tables had had been like bolted to the ground. So above you, you just see like tables kind of like hanging down. Whereas where your feet are is the like formerly gilded ceiling with this giant chandelier now like 
laid shattered in the middle of what is now the floor. This double, double tall, you know, double high room. Now you look around and all the doorways are like 10 feet above you and surrounding you on all sides are massive windows looking out onto the dark blue water of the liminal sea. As you look out, Cleve, you were the one who saw it first, and then Karis and Maeve uh, caught your eyes and looked out, seeing these massive <laughs> tentacles slowly crawling up the sides. I need everyone to roll a perception check. Actually, if you would like to, you could roll a nature check as well. Oh, jeez, Louise. 21 and 9 respectively. Okay. Cleve, what'd you get? I got an 11. Uh, Maeve? I got a 12. A 12? With with uh, the 11 and 12, you guys both kind of noticed something. The, the tentacles themselves, as they're like moving up, they appear to be moving strangely in, in a way. Like, you guys aren't quite experienced with these massive, like each of these tentacles are like 10 feet wide. The suckers are the size of I want to say dinner plates, serving plates, massive different things, uh, all hitting onto the sides of the the glass uh, that is the Phoebe Promenade. Now, what was near the top of the ship, now the bottom of the ship as it has been rotated on axis. Karis, you look a little closer and you notice that these things are moving strangely because whole chunks of each of these tentacles appear to be missing. Like you see large sections of the tentacles that are kind of like waving off in the ocean appear to be mostly bone uh, with like small bits of flesh still attached to them. As you look a, bit, a little bit closer with the 21, <laughs> you, you kind of like move a little bit closer in this moment, just out of pure curiosity. You look deeper into the darkened water uh, and you see small chunks of flesh appear to be slowly growing up the bones of this tentacle almost reconstituting in the water. You guys look around as, as these tentacles kind of uh, initially smashed into the sides and now seem to be kind of like just staying there holding position almost. What do each of you do in this moment of chaos? What are each of you thinking? I think for Karis, for me, it's the first real time since we've been on the boat, even though we had a complete battle, that I get the sinking feeling that this could be the one thing that we can't overcome. And I think I'm genuinely scared for the first time. Go and roll me a history check, I think. 14. You know, you've probably heard stories of the Kraken and of Fathom's Champion and of the wars of the Titans. You know that Beasts, monstrosities of this nature were not defeated by a single person, no matter how strong they were. They were defeated by groups of legendary heroes, defeated by armies of people. To see this thing up close, you fully realize the power that this thing holds. Though I think there is maybe a small bit of you that sees it as definitely being weaker than what you've than what it could be, as you see parts of it still almost like reconstituting in the water. Maeve, what are you what are you feeling right now? I definitely also am feeling deeply scared and worried about, you know, my life and the life of my friends. 
maybe my life is flashing before my eyes a little bit, all my career choices. Um, but I feel like I'm also curious about this giant cephalopod, if you will. What's going on with this dude? My are octopus you, teacher. Are, 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 you, are you curious about it in like a, like, like a learned way? Like you're curious like about the, uh, the biology of this thing? Or are you curious about the, how it came to be? Or how it came to be here? I would say both. Yeah, what is this? Why is this? Why is this here? What's it doing? Is it, you know, we've just seen a lot about this cult. Like, obviously, this seems to be related. But, like, is it a coincidence? Or does this thing have malicious intent? Or is it just, you know, an animal going about its day? Go ahead and roll me an insight check to see if there's anything you kind of glean in this moment. Okay. I got a 21. A 21. 21. Very good. Uh, <laughs> in this in this moment, um, you look at this thing and realize probably two things. One, uh, you you watch Karis as, as she kind of like follows bits of the tentacle with her eyes. You kind of track her and see bits of this thing still not mm-hmm. fully formed. And I think in your mind, you begin to think about rather than like how this thing works or uh, mm-hmm. why this thing came to be, you begin to crank out the question of how it came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even so how it is still coming to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see bits of it beginning to like reconstitute and flesh beginning to reform kind of slowly in this weird <laughs> kind of like pus-like way as it kind of crawls up the arm. You're wondering how it, this regeneration is functioning and how yeah. you may be able to interrupt it. Can I say that I have a crazy idea, but I don't know if I should act on it yet? Is that sure. clearly, well, I mean, not clearly, but the uh, enjambment of the two events of like <laughs> the crazy new song got played and then the Kraken came to mess with us seem like they could be related. And I do believe I do have an instrument that I brought on the ship. I don't know if it's on me right now. Yeah, you have your your instruments on you. I kind of almost want to see if we have that cheat music still, right? Like, there's Mm -hmm. a part of me that, I mean, this is a little bit like Christian mom who plays Rolling Stones backwards and hears, you know, a plea to the devil, but I kind of want to, like, play the, the song backwards or play it or something and see if that does anything to the Kraken. Uh, you pull out, uh, what kind of instrument do you have? I have, I feel like I might have two, so let me see. No, I just have a sham. Okay. Uh, you you pull out your sham and you pull out the sheet music really quickly as like, uh, people are still like trying to figure out like who is safe, who is alive, who is injured. Um, mm-hmm. And in this kind of moment of clarity almost, uh, you pull out the sheet music and begin to I don't know what a shawm is. Strum it's it? It's almost like an oboe. <laughs> oh, it's like an oboe. <laughs> yeah, it's an oboe. Um, <laughs> which I do play also. Oh, I, I used to play the oboe. I was for the oboe. And yet um, you don't know what a shawm is. And yet I don't know what a shawm is. Uh, do me a favor. I'm going to say go ahead and roll a performance check. A music uh, check? Uh, a fucking killing this shit check? I'm going to say DC 20. <laughs> okay, oh, my God. Uh, a performance check, you said? Mm-hmm. I got a 22. 
<gasps> Holy shit, Maeve Hell yeah. shreds. You guys, I'm really good at the show. <laughs> <laughs> you got you guys uh People are like moving about. The ship itself is still kind of like pitching a bit as it settles in this new unfamiliar axis. You pull out the sheet music, kind of find a, a quick spot to place down the music, and you begin to sight read this massively complicated piece. It starts out very slow. <laughs> what, like it's hard? <laughs> as if it's hard. Um, you, you look at it and it starts as this slow waltz and it slowly begins to get more and more complex. As you play it, you begin to see uh, a number of people kind of look out, like look at you, like what the hell is she doing? Um, you begin to see the runes on the side of the ship pulse very dimly. And you look out at the uh, the Kraken and you begin to see some of the tentacles kind of move a little bit slowly closer to the windows, almost in a like docile movement. And as you look, you see bits of the reconstitution that seems to be happening begin to almost speed up and pulse a little bit. Okay, so I'm, what I'm doing is bad, it would seem. I'm making the problem worse. <laughs> it is definitely helping to revive this gargantuan monstrosity, but it does also seem to be... I, I definitely wouldn't say you have any kind of control over it, but you do seem to have some kind of connection to it in that moment. Interesting. Wow. Um, well, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should I keep going? I mean, I just want to say that I looked behind you, and while you're playing this, there's obviously a lot of people screaming, but Cleve is just standing behind you, like, eyes closed, kind of rolling his <laughs> shoulders to the music. <laughs> uh, and I just didn't know if anyone else noticed. <laughs> Cleve, as, as Maeve is playing this song and you see the tentacles of the Kraken begin to like just kind of meander just outside these windows, what is Cleve thinking in this moment of chaos and strangeness? Cleve uh, is, his body is rolling. He's in the rhythm, but unbeknownst to Karis, it's actually, he's convulsing. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like this music hit Cleve's resonant frequency. And so Cleve in his brain is thinking, God, I should have asked for more money. And he just erupts by shouting, Nobody told me I had to listen to a sham. <laughs> no. Uh, Cleve, go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh, God, eight. You feel a bit of bile, like, retch up into your mouth. You're able to, like, quickly swallow it back down, but it leaves that, like, stinking breath in your mouth and like you feel that burn down your throat mm. what i'm gonna do next is explain to you how the next part of this game is gonna work there are a number of people you have met there is a lot of chaos that is happening right now in most games i would determine who has survived who has not in this game we're gonna let the dice decide everything <gasps> oh my god so for each of, uh, for any character you would like to interact with or are curious about, I'm going to have one of each of you roll a 20-sided die to decide their fate as this boat capsized. Because as you look around, there are a number of people who are badly injured. There are a number of people who look to be possibly deceased um, as like whole, you know, serving trays have landed on people. Knives and cutlery have like fallen and are sticking out of various people. 
Who are you guys looking for in this moment? As you kind of like scan the room, what are you guys looking for? I mean, number one, we got to check on the homie Mert the Turt. <laughs> Mert the Turt. Maeve, go ahead and roll a d20. Okay. I'll say you want to roll high. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Myrtleby, we love you. I got a 14. That guy's definitely got at least one knife in him. <laughs> you, you, you see uh, Myrtleby not like 15 feet away from you. Uh, he, as this thing flipped over, you saw him kind of like shoot, fly oh, right. into his shell. He's uh, got a shell. So he he like bounced around. As you see him, he's kind of like on his back slowly coming out. And indeed, there's like one steak knife that's like sticking out of his arm. <laughs> uh, but he seems to have gotten out of it kind of no worse for the wear all in okay. all. Uh, his bell was definitely rung. He's looking around confused, but generally he's kind of there and present. I'm thinking about that janitor. <laughs> the janitor? Oh my God. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you, he uh, is not in the room. You could certainly go and find him and we'll roll uh, for his status then, if you would like. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. I, I feel very... Cleve feels very guilty about He's everything. Filing a police report happened. against you right now. You're, you're gonna you're gonna go out and look for this guy. Cleve, don't oh, leave yeah. us. Yeah, don't leave. Cleve us, just Cleve wanders us. away to find his janitor friend. Priorities. Look, some things <laughs> I mean, are more important. Yes. Uh, okay. Right. For, first off, you're in this room because it is like a double tall room. The doors, which were on the floor and had like ten feet of space above them, are now. There is 10 feet of space separating you from what was the top of the door, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I need you to go ahead and make a dexterity check to tr- or an acrobatics check to try to like leap up and grab onto a door frame. That's going to be an at 20. <laughs> Ooh, Jeez, baby. <laughs> nat 20, uh, you tell me. As you are kind of like bounding around different people, your thoughts immediately go to the one person on this ship that you feel you may have wronged. Uh, you jump up. What does it look like when Cleve bounds out of this room? He kind of like jumps up and goes for the door frame, but tucks his arms into himself like he's going down a water slide and kind of corkscrews through it. You fly through the air. Uh, everyone like look everyone you jump over just kind of like looking up ah! it kind of like happens in slow motion for them uh, you land tuck and roll and find yourself about uh, ankle deep in water as you feel uh, water is beginning to flow into this area not fast not quickly uh, but there's definitely a leak somewhere you make your way down the hall trying to find this janitor that uh, you're not quite sure where he is, but you, you can definitely start looking for him. We we never got his name, did we? You never got his name. Wow, we're okay, I'm, I'm running through the hallways just going, broom boy! Broom boy! <laughs> go, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Rolling like a fucking monster. That is a 17. You don't find uh, the janitor that you're looking for, but you do find the woman who had, like, found him and was helping him up. When you guys were exiting the Queen's Chambers, like, another janitor was, like, picking him up and trying to, like, make him look normal. Uh, You see her and immediately run up to her. What do you say to her? 
Cleve in the middle of all this chaos is in um, just full on Christian Bale Batman in the end of Dark Knight Rises mode. Just where is he? Where is he? Where's who? Where's the broom boy? (laughs) What's what does that mean? The broom boy, the boy with the broom. Where is he? There's a lot of brooms on this ship. Can you be more specific? Looking for the boy with the broom. That wasn't more specific. That was just a repetition in different word order. <laughs> uh, you you kind of like slowly go through this for like a minute or two. Uh, she's very much freaking out. You see she's got uh, like bruises down the side of her face. and Like her arm is kind of like hanging limp from this. Uh, oh, God. This thing. Not from me. No, no, no. Not from you. Oh, from, thank God. Uh, from, <laughs> no, no, no. You're scared you blacked out. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> from, from the capsizing of the ship. Finally, she, she looks and goes, I, I left him to sleep it off in the crew quarters uh, at the bottom, uh, sub- at the top of the ship now. Oh, my God. Karis and Maeve, as uh, Cleve leaps through the doorway and you see him like fucking gymnast corkscrew through it. Uh, who are you guys looking for in this room? Or what are you guys I'm, doing right now? I, I, I need a bit of like a memory check here, but whose room did we find the sheet music in? Was it one of the queens or was it one of their guards? Yeah, you found it in um, Annabelle Tor's, uh, Queen Annabelle Tor's room. I guess I'm curious as to where she is. Uh, Go ahead and roll a d20. I'll say go ahead and roll two, one for her and one for um, Sir Tiffany Fex, who is her uh, queen's guard. Yeah, we have a six. Okay. And a a three. Six and a three. Man. (laughs) You move around the room, like, looking for uh, these two people. And, like, through the crowd, it's kind of like you're, like, moving bodies, both conscious and unconscious, out of the way. Uh, You're, like, pushing chairs and, like, serving carts that have been toppled over, moving them out of the way, trying to find this person. You find uh, Queen Annabelle Tor is, like, sitting up against the side of one of these windows, breathing heavily, her leg badly broken. And nearby, you see Sir Tiffany Fex unconscious next to her, still breathing, but very much unconscious. You get the sense that Sir Tiffany Fex like, literally broke Annabelle Torres' fall and suffered some of the consequences for it. Mm. You see that she's definitely alive, but is looking very rough. Um, it is unconscious. I can do things to heal people, right? How much can I do that on a turn, though? Also, this is kind of a side note, but did we... I have, like, 17 hit points activated right now. Did we refresh that? Like, did we sleep at some point? I'm like, why do I have all these You points? You guys uh, lost a few hit points uh, when the ship capsized. Okay, great. Okay, so or, or at least uh, you did, I think... Cleve did, I think, Karis, yeah. you were able to yeah. avoid that. I definitely did, for sure. Okay, so can I... I mean, it, unless you guys can think of anyone I want to heal more than this person, should I try to do some good for Sir Tiffany? Yeah. FX. FX. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Tiffany has the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm down with that, for sure. I think the, the only thing you have, I think, is Song of Rest. Yeah. Can I do that? I guess she's not resting, or they are not resting. You it, you could definitely do it. It's not like an instantaneous healing thing. That's more of a 
uh, will help them like heal to their maximum potential over like the course of an hour. Damn. Should I do it? What do you guys think? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I'm doing the song Arrest. Should I go get my oboe to play her a little little bitty song Arrest? <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. But I do. I play my sham. Uh, no, wait. You... I'm already playing the sham to keep the Kraken docile. How do I do this? You, you do get the sense that your playing of the sham is keeping it a bit docile. All right. This girl's going to have to heal on her own. Unless Song of Rest can be a series of foot stomps. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I'll let you make a performance check. Uh, I'll say DC, DC 15. Okay. Uh, if you can beat it, you can uh, do a Song of Rest with percussive foot stomps. Okay, great. Oh, fuck. 12. I'm stomping my foot, but for no reason. <laughs> you're, you're stomping your feet, but it's like it keeps screwing up your timing yeah. on the, the song you're focusing on playing. And you keep... Oh, having to stop and, and yeah. it, it does not help. Maeve, as you are looking around trying to help out Annabelle Tor and Certificate Effects, you catch sight nearby of Camille McQuick and Sir Warwick Blitz. Mm-hmm. Can you please are. roll 20 side die for both of them? First for Camille McQuick and then for Warwick Blitz. Okay. For Camille, we got an 18. 18. You see uh, Camille is up moving around, like, attempting to help other passengers, uh, like, stand up. She's, in this moment, she looks very regal in a way she maybe had not before. Uh, yeah. You see her very quickly, like, taking charge of the situation. Go ahead That's and roll great. for for Warwick Blitz. All right, Warwick. A seven. Seven. Warwick is kind of, like, up, but he's, you see him steadying himself on what was a chair, and now he's kind of using as a cane. He's, like, very much trying to help direct... And, and move about, but he's having a pretty difficult time on his own. His, like, you see his ankle is, like, pretty swollen up. Ooh. He's standing, but uh, without without the, like, impromptu cane, he would not be looking very good. Oof. Cleave, are you mm-hmm. uh, going deeper into the ship on your own to try to find this gender, or are you coming back? I'm going as deep as it gets. <laughs> as deep as it gets? Uh, you. I mean, as I guess as high in the boat as it gets. I'm going up down the boat. You begin to make your way to what was the like grand spiral staircase. And again, finding that because the ship is now upside down, it is incredibly difficult to maneuver through. Uh, I need you to make a acrobatics check. I'm going to say DC 16. DC 16. Holy, I am rolling like a monster today. I got a dirty 20. Oh my God. You kind of like jump up, grab onto uh, the banister and are literally like like Tarzaning your way up the banister, spiraling up, slowly moving uh, up, up and up, or rather down and down deeper into the bowels uh, as you move up. You're able to make it uh, two floors further up, make it two fo- floors deeper into the ship. As you get there, go ahead and roll a um, d20 for me. Oh my god. All this, all these acrobatics, this is the sheer power of Cleve's guilt. This is Cleve's equivalent of, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, I think I was mean to a barista four years ago. (laughs) Come on. It's a 19. Doink. As you are moving directly up, 
you land on the next floor, which you recognize as like the first class passenger's floor. And you glance down the hall and you see Cassandra Divorcee, the owner of this boat, waving you down. Ah, help, I, help, please, please, I need some help. Hmm. Cleve is still just trying to find the broom boy. No, wait, sir, get, get back here. Uh, you um, move past and continue to go up. Uh, real quick, before he leaves the room, Cleve goes, Sorry, you may be a first-class passenger, but I was a first-class asshole. I gotta make things right. <laughs> she, As you begin to move, she yells back after you, goes, I'll make it worth your while! Cleve freezes in his tracks. The one thing, the one thing that can match his guilt is his love of money. Uh, do you stay or do you, do you make your way back? Um, Cleve uh, kind of has like a slow motion like flashback to his moment with the broom boy when he was shaking him down for information. And can I, uh, can I roll like, a, like an insight or like a history check to, you know, remember how Cleve felt in the middle of that confrontation? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll, go ahead and roll an, a, a self-insight check. <laughs> insight into your own soul. Oh, naturally, this is the lowest of the rolls. I got a five. To others in the world, you are a, a book that is hard to read. And even to yourself, as you look inward, there's a lot of mystery on those pages. What, what is Cleve thinking right now? Cleve is thinking that uh, he was going back. You know, I was going back. I was going to try to save that one guy that I felt like I wronged because maybe... You know, maybe in some way helping him get off the boat safely would make up for knocking him unconscious earlier. <laughs> but by the same token, you know, there's no guarantee this guy's getting off the boat safely or me either for that reason. And here's a person that's willing to pay me money and also needs help. And technically, I am a private investigator. So uh, I should be willing to take on jobs for cash. Uh, you have this uh, moment of internal struggle and then find yourself moving back down the hallway towards a fairly unstable but looks like fairly unhurt Cassandra Divorcee who's standing in front of a double-wide door that she can't, like, she's trying to reach up to where the doorknobs are and she can't reach them. You see that the suite, uh, upside down, you read the lettering that says uh, Presidential Suite. Uh, Before anything else, Cleve just looks up to her and goes, how much you got? Uh, she looks back at you. Go ahead and roll me a, I'll say an insight check on her. As, as you see like a number of emotions flashing <laughs> through her eyes. I got a nat one. Nat oh, one. Yeah. You see her, she looks you up and down. She sizes you up immediately, <laughs> figures out your price immediately, and then underbids you because she knows that she can probably do it. She goes, listen, darling. If you can help me extricate a few small items from my suite, I will give you uh, 200 gold pieces. She makes Uh, this big show of 200 gold pieces. (laughs) Cleve's eyes turn into dollar signs and it just goes, sold. (laughs) Um, You see, she's trying to reach up to her door and the door appears to be like, uh, the wall itself is kind of like gone wonky, so the door is like stuck and is also latched shut. 
Oh boy. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try to swashbuckle my way on through there. How are you trying to get? In? Are you trying to like pick the lock or are you trying to like burst your way in? I'm going to try to burst my way in first. Give it the old shoulder. Go ahead and make a um, athletics check. I'll say DC 14. Oh shit. Oh shit. 13. 13. You kind of like blasting into it. You have to like kind of like run up the wall and jump into this kind of like parkour thing to try to bash through the door. You feel it giving, but it's not letting you in. You see Cassandra Divorce kind of like keeps looking at you. Put your back into it, man. Come on. 250 gold pieces. Oh my God. Can, I mean, can that count as like a help action? Can I do it again? Yeah. You know what? I will, uh, I won't let you make a strength check. You'll have to make a different type of check. Okay. Um, so you, you tell me how you want to... You realize, like, you can't brute force this, so you got to f- try to solve this problem a different way. Ooh. Let's see here. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> I have a gun. Can I try shooting out, like, the lock of this door? Yeah, absolutely. All right, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and roll an attack roll. Um, I'll say you just got to beat a 10. Wow, I just did eight. You got an eight? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, shit. No, I didn't. Wow. <laughs> what? You. What uh, a moment fired. to have recorded. <laughs> Greater than a 10, I got an eight. <laughs> um, you, you pull out your gun and fire wildly into the door, hitting the door directly in the middle, looking satisfied, and then realizing that it's nowhere near any kind of mechanism aspect of the door. Um, However, as you fire through the door, uh, the hole goes through and immediately a spout of water begins to come out of the bullet hole. Uh, You realize that room is flooded. Uh, I look back up at the woman and I go, 260 gold pieces. (laughs) Uh, She looks at you, looks at the the, uh, water coming in, and you see pure panic on her face. She looks at you and goes, I will give you whatever you want. Just get me into my safe. Mm. Ooh, what she got in that safe? I'm, I'm totally, totally into this. Uh, Cleve is about to ask for 261 gold pieces. <laughs> uh, uh, you you uh, put your figure to her. For a moment, she kind of like balks at it, not because it's so high, but because it's so low. Fine, darling, fine. Just get me what I want. Let's see. I'm looking at all my different things. I'm trying to figure out which of them can actually get me into the door. (laughs) Can I try to jump and just grab the handle? Yeah, you can certainly, uh, I'd say, make an acrobatics check, DC 12. Okay. Finally, 17. You jump, uh, grab onto the handle, turn hard, and then, like, the door seems to be stuck for a moment. You, <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, you pull the handle out, and immediately a wall of water hits you hard in the face. Uh, did you make a dexterity saving throw? Uh, DC 13 to try to hold onto the, the door itself. Oh, yeah, I nailed this one, a 7. 
<laughs> you get blasted back by this wall of water, immediately slam into the back wall. Uh, you take two points of bludgeoning damage as you get bashed into the wall and a torrent of water is being leaked into uh, this area. You look and you see one of the like large, essentially like you look into the room and you see that she had a like uh, sliding doors leading out to a balcony and one of those was left <gasps> open. No. Uh, and a like large torrent of water is coming in. It seems like you could make your way into this room. It will be fairly difficult at this point. I mean, 261 gold pieces are on the line. I'm going to try it. Uh, go ahead. Uh, are you trying to just like brute force your way through this water? Or are you trying to like climb in a way as such to kind of like avoid the worst of it? Yeah, I'm going to try to avoid the worst of it. Okay, go ahead and make an acrobatics check. I'm going to say DC 15. So you're kind of climbing up walls, hanging onto doors. There's not a lot to grab onto. Yeah, nope. Didn't get that. That's a 10. Uh, you try to climb up this door and it just, you keep slipping off of it. Uh, you, you try to make your way in and just this wall of water is pushing you and buffeting you back as Cassandra herself has been like wiped off her feet and is sliding down the hallway, uh, just being buffeted back by this torrent of water back towards the spiral staircase leading down, which was up. You think without additional help or some kind of with without either help or magic or some kind of other assistance, you won't be able to get into this room. Damn. Uh, where where do you head? Um, I'm I'm shouting back to Cassandra and saying, um, I'm gonna need a little help here. You got any? You got magic? You got anything that could help me out? I've got money, darling, and that's all I've ever needed. <laughs> hmm. I think he's finally found the one problem that money can't solve. Nonsense, darling. Money can definitely solve this. It'll just take more. Uh, Cleve kind of like takes a deep breath, looks back at the water and looks at her again and goes, 262 gold pieces. <laughs> Let's just make it an even 300, darling. Uh, I mean, that's like Popeye with the spinach. <laughs> Uh, your I'm eyes, up. massive dollar sign. Pa-ching, pa-ching. Uh, you see this opportunity in front of you. However, you're going to need some help if you want to cash in on this. Yeah, can any of us okay. help them? Yeah, I got to go back to the team and see if they can help me out. You make your way back uh, with the team. Cassandra kind of follows you back. As you uh, head back, you bop down back into this area and see Maeve still playing, kind of like lulling this Kraken for the moment. Maeve, I need you to make another uh, performance check. You've been performing for some time now. Mm-hmm. But see if you can I have a good embouchure, so it's not a problem for me. Okay, let's oh, Freshly shit. cut double read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. The dice is on the floor. Okay, unfortunately, um, I got a two. <laughs> uh, you... <laughs> Uh, you've not practiced uh, in a little bit of time and your mouth slowly begins to weaken as your embouchure <laughs> kind of like goes and you start going very flat as you see the tentacles begin to kind of like move in this more erratic way as they begin to slam onto the side of the ship. Can I can I try singing it with my little bitty baby voice? Uh, oh I, will, I will let you try. It's going to be same DC 20. Uh, however... 
because you have failed once, I'm going to have you roll with disadvantage. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, geez, Louise. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I got a nine, so it doesn't matter. You try to sing to this thing, and it just begins to... As it latches onto the side of the ship, you feel it begin to squeeze no. on the ship. Okay. Can I ask if anyone... Can I just yell, does anyone in this room play an instrument? <laughs> uh, go and roll a d20 for me. Okay. Uh, a one. You look over and see the hulked out goblin band leader, Hitchtooth Franz, with an entire dinner cart shoved directly through his chest. Jesus. Oh. Uh, a number of the band members uh, are also lay scattered dead in this room. There are pr- there might be someone who can play not well enough to hold this tune. Mm. As you see, the kraken begins to constrict the boat. You see uh, small, tiny fissures begin to appear on the windows of this area, all underneath the water. Crapola. I'm going to introduce uh, the second weird bit of rules, things that I'm going to do. Starting now, every five minutes of gameplay, one of you is going to roll a 20-sided die. If you roll a one, something catastrophic will happen. On each successive roll, that number you have to beat will increase by one. What if we roll a 20? Will something really good happen? If you roll a natural 20, something good will happen or you will get a reprieve of some sort. Okay, cool. Mm. But each time we roll, every five minutes, it'll be a one is a catastrophe. The next time will be a one and a two is a catastrophe. The next time, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, continuing oh, no. to go up. Oh my god. <laughs> We are going to start this now. Karis, can you please roll a 20-sided die? Yes. All you have to do is not roll a one. Okay, rules, daddy. (laughs) I rolled a four. You rolled a four. Karis, can you also roll me a one more 20-sided die? Uh, As you look around, you see Captain Bees' clear water. Uh, tell me what his status looks like. Okay. <laughs> uh, six. Six. You see Captain Beezus is kind of similar to Sir Warwick Blitz, is limping badly. He's holding his leg, but doing his best to try to direct people. Uh, everybody just stay calm. Just stay. We'll just stay here. We're going to send out uh, a, a safety signal. We're going to send out an SOS. All we have to do, we just have to get to the ship's helm. We'll send out an SOS, and someone from the Twilight Assembly will come and rescue us. Everyone just stay calm. Just stay calm, okay? Everything's going to be fine. These windows are magically enchanted. We should be okay for some time. Just don't panic. You uh, see him as a person who himself is kind of starting to panic. (laughs) (laughs) Very much trying to hold together this group of people. What do you do? Oh my god. Wait, where are we? 
in the boat? You're in the Phoebe Promenade, which was, when the boat was upright, uh, almost the top deck. It was kind of like the top of the main passenger's right. deck. It's all like a, like a fully glass compartment. Above that is, uh, or kind of like above that and slightly outside, is the helm of the ship, where the controls were, where uh, the mm. communications hub was. Um, and then everything down, what is now up, were the you know casino, first class passengers, second class, going down into steerage. And then at the bottom of the ship, what is now the very top, was the, like the engine room and the ballast tanks and things like that. Okay, I feel like first instinct I like, go up, what's his name? Uh, Beezus, Beezus. Captain Beezus, Beezus Clearwater. Captain Beezus Clearwater, and I grab him by the collar and I say, man, you gotta get it together. You have to start. <laughs> yeah. you, you you pick up this this small gnomish man. Uh, he's like, just kind of, oh, I guess you're, you're dwarvish, so you pick him up and you kind of pick him up like an inch. <laughs> and then raise him another inch just to make a point. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and roll uh, an intimidation check. 17. Uh, 17. You look at him, he goes, I, I'm just trying my best. We need, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. This is not in the manual, okay? I've, I've, I'm mostly a, a decorative captain. I don't even control the <laughs> ship. I'm just here to glad hand everybody. I, this was not at all in my training. Um, oh, okay, what we, do just you- gotta, we just got to send it like an SOS and the Twilight Assembly will come and we'll be saved. That's what we need to do, okay? Wait. <laughs> You don't have control over the ship, and no, there's like the, the crew tw- that that like drives it. But I'm just kind of here. I just kind of say, you know, set sail and all that stuff. And I glad hand people, and I'm I'm the face. So you don't do anything. It's like airline pilots. No, I'm the face. there for show. <laughs> he, he like he really put, puts his hands underneath his, his face. He goes, "Look, I'm so likable. Passengers trust me. I make sure everyone's happy." <laughs> okay, well, do you know anything of consequence, like exit points, uh, safety precautions for anything like this? Is there... At I know, you have to know exit something. points, but all the exit points were for when the boat is right side up! <laughs> I hate you so much, but you do have the face. And it's so I know! Cute. It's so... Look at me! It's so It cute. makes sense! Uh, you see, his, like... He's got like a large gash on his on his face at this point uh, that he seems to be tending to much more frequently than the clearly broken arm that he has. <laughs> oh. So am I trying to get these people out or am I close at all to the Kraken? Like what's my proximity to the monster? You see like s- essentially surrounding this room are a number of tentacles. You, like the face, the like head of the Kraken has kind of dipped from you, but you still see tentacles holding on to this ship and appear okay. to be like moving and constricting it. As you see small fissures begin to appear on the windows and you see, you hear the hull it's kind tightening. of tightening. Uh, it appears to be, yeah. It appears to be. I mean, can I get up to a point where I could have a visual of it? Like, whatever is... Uh, that beeping sound is five minutes elapsed. <gasps> oh. oh my god. Maeve, can you please roll a d20? You need to roll higher than a two. I got a 13. Okay. Try us. Just go ahead. We're coming for you, Brian. <laughs> I just have to wait. <laughs> Can I try something just while I'm sitting watching this all go down? Yeah. 
can I look at the sheet music and see if I can like roll an arcana check or something, use my knowledge of musicology to see if I can figure out any clues as to why, what the connection could be? Absolutely. Go and roll uh, an arcana check. Okay. Oh my god. It fell back into my hand twice. Okay. Fuck me. God damn it. I got a one. Natural one. You look at this sheet music and you're like, after having been playing it, like trying to keep up and sight read it, your eyes have gone like crisscrossed and you Uh. can barely see it. You see like there isn't even a title on this thing. There's just like a bunch of like weird like Mm -hmm. pictograms kind of surrounding it. Um, Or not even pictogram, but like kind of like gilding on the side and stuff. It's like swirly shapes and you kind of like your eyes kind of get crossed and lost in some of these like weird, pretty decorative elements of the sheet music. I guess, can I help move the people to the helm then? You see, this crowd is very much like panicking and trying to, like getting them under control will be an ordeal in and of itself. Um, What do you do to try to corral them? Can we get the queen? Maybe I feel like if we get a charismatic figure to like help yell at everyone, it might go a little bit like they already trust her. Can we get her to tell everyone, go to the helm? Yeah, well, which queen are you going to? Uh, queen Annabelle Tor or Queen Camille McQuick? Camille, right? Yeah, yeah the other one is out. Isn't yeah. She? Yeah, Annabelle is, uh, uh, she's conscious but hurting. Camille is like very much moving around and trying to help people. Uh, yeah. You see Camille is like checking over on Annabelle frequently, kind of like oh, okay. helping out Warwick and Tiffany Fex as best she can. But really she's just trying to like keep people calm. Uh, you go over to and she looks at you and um, hello, can you, can you help me just make sure that this person, uh, just hold, hold this, hold, and she grabs your hand and puts it directly on a wound, uh, like having you apply pressure. Mm. But she's nearby if you want to talk to her. What, what, do, what do you say? Yeah, I'm going to be like, Queen Camille, the people trust you. Like, can you please lead them all to the helm? Anyone who's like ambulatory, the walking wounded, they need to get somewhere safer. She looks at you. Go ahead and roll me a persuasion check. I'm going to say uh, with advantage. Okay. 14. Uh, she looks at you and goes, I agree we need to get them somewhere safer. Do we... Um, should we be going to the helm? Should we be going higher in the ship? Should we... Uh, I, I'm not sure where we should be going. Do you know what I... Like, I Obviously, we need to get them somewhere safer, but I don't know where safer is. Oh, shit. Let's ask Myrtleby. Ooh. Uh, you run over to Myrtleby, who's still kind of like brushing off. He pulls the knife out of him. He goes, twice now. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poor tosses guy. the knife away. Uh, you find Myrtleby, pull him over towards uh, Queen Camille. And Queen Camille goes, oh, Mer- I-, I-, I understand you were the one who uh, built the ship. Yes. Uh, yes, I-, I helped build the ship. And I got stabbed in the neck for my treasure. Yeah, yeah I, I understand. Um, uh, where should we go? Where, where is safe? What is safe now? Myrtleby kind of looks around the ship, and you see him kind of like with an engineer's eye, kind of like checking things out. Uh, you see him like mentally mapping the boat in his head. Uh, and he goes, I don't... The ship was not designed to be upside down. I don't need to tell you that. But my guess is... If we get above the waterline, we'll at least save ourselves some time. The, this ship, and especially this chamber, will not last 
forever. While there are protective runes to protect from storms and bad weather, it won't hold if something is actively constricting it. So we want to move down, rather, up, so we get further away from the depths that we're in. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. Can I leave them to it while I go? I just remember that I can talk to animals. Can I go try to talk to them uh-huh. again? Uh you can, however, that beeping sound means that uh, five God minutes has it. passed. Cleave, can you please roll a d20? One, two, and three. Let me at him. That's a nine. Uh, Myrtleby kind of uh, directs you, like, maybe you should be going higher up in the ship. Because right now you guys are, as the boat is capsized, you guys are beneath the waterline. Like, looking out all around throughout these glass windows, everything is just the the dark yeah. blue of, like, evening water. But I also want to talk to the Kraken if I can. Uh, yeah, you, can you can try. Um, I, I looked up, because uh, I think you have Speak with Animals. I do have Speak with Animals, yeah. Kraken is actually not an animal. What is it? It's a, like, monstrosity. It's, like, a, a larger thing. I will, however, let you try. But... Yeah. I mean, So I'm going to have you roll not? a... Um, I'll say an animal handling check. Or you know what? I'll, I'll Hell yeah, you doggy dog. An, an animal handling or, or a um, arcana check. DC okay, 25. Great. Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you, are, you are attempting to bend a spell uh, to do something that it's not capable of doing, so it would be a very difficult check. You know what? We love cephalopods of all types. It's going to happen. Absolutely not. Got a 16. <laughs> <laughs> you, you try to reach out with the spell, and you feel your mind buffeted back by mm-hmm. what appears to be like you get a a momentary glimpse into a mind that is still almost like rebuilding itself and is mm. very f- so foreign to you you don't even like know how to access it. Yeah. However, you do hear a number of like as you're trying to like reach out to that fish. you hear a number of like fish and dolphins and like nearby sharks and things uh, all kind of like giving off little bits of emotion both of like some of fear, some of terror, some of awe. Yeah, can I ask yeah, the yeah. fish and dolphins and stuff if they have any insider info for me? Uh, yeah, you're. Um, which? What? Who do you want to ask? I'll let you uh, speak to like one animal. A dolphin, dude. Dolphins are so smart. Dolphins. You see, um, there's no dolphins on the exterior of the boat. The only dolphins you see are the ones are that are inside. That are in this like interior tank that runs throughout the building. There's like a large like display area. Uh, inside of this room that is now like on the ceiling do i want to talk to a dolphin if it's in the same boat as i am literally Ah. probably not right i want i want someone to be able to scout this kraken and like tell me where this guy came from if it's got any like weak points i should know about if they've noticed anything weird that might be helpful to me so i guess i'll ask a shark i'm gonna say it's it's a little tough because for for this spell to work, you have to be able to like actually talk to the animal. 
Yeah, and they're outside. And they're outside. I'll let you, like, you can kind of converse and get, like, some ideas from it. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be a little stingy on what you're able to do with this spell. Can I just, yeah, collect some of their impressions, see if, do a little scan and see if anything interesting comes about then? Like that? Yeah, I'll definitely let you do that. Go ahead and roll um, an insight check. Insight, okay. Uh, Or or I'll I'll let you roll roll an animal handling. That's fine. Okay, great. Uh, Twelve. You cast this spell and uh, begin to try to like collect the like the thoughts and ideas of these like fish and like a shark that swims by. You're catching glimpses of mostly like fear and terror of these small creatures that are going around something much larger. Mm-hmm. With the twelve, that's probably you're kind of just getting like general fear stuff to to really get the full use of the spell. You'd have to find an animal that, like, you can talk to and has access to the exterior of the boat. I can't... Yeah, there's no way I can get a dolphin safely from the aquarium to that lady's room. You could certainly uh, explore that. Uh, Because, like, this, this, um, like, dolphin tank kind of runs throughout the boat. Mm. You're not entirely sure where all it runs. Um, also, at this point, because that door was left open, uh, water is beginning to pour slowly but surely into this chamber. And you see a number of people around you beginning to panic and look around for someone to help them. The queen and um, Myrtleby are beginning to like usher people out. And they're kind of like having some difficulty getting up over top of the, like through the door, which is now like 10 feet in the air, as they're trying to like move people out into a safer area. Cleve, this is about the time when you uh, land back with Cassandra Divorcee. What are you doing as you're seeing people beginning to like clear out of this room as Maeve is kind of like trying to communicate with some of the, the fish outside of this, this room? Uh, I guess, is Karis or Maeve closest to me? I guess Karis would be closest to you. I run up to Karis and I go, Karis, quick! We gotta get some stuff for this lady. She's gonna pay us. And I like look at Cassandra and I look back at uh, Karis and I go five gold. <laughs> uh, Karis, go ahead and roll an insight check. Uh, Cleve, go ahead and roll a deception check. Oh, on the floor. Holy shit. 17. 26. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Karis, you scan Cleve up and down. You're like expert criminal eye sizing him up. Cleve is a stone. Uh, in front of you, uh, you immediately believe the number he's put in front of you. Um, uh, what, what do you What do you do? I can I use my mage hand. Will that like mm. get through the water in an effective way? Yeah, mage hand. Uh, to, yeah, to pick into that safe. Absolutely. In the room, really. Oh yeah, uh, totally. I would like to do that, please. Uh, you and Cleve run back up, uh, Cleve kind of leading the way. You guys kind of like help each other out. I say like two rogues move, moving through this area, helping each other out, move pretty quickly. Uh, you pull Cassandra up with you. She like insists on coming up. Dolly, I must see what you do. Uh, I'm very eager to get my belongings back. I'm happy to pay you anything. And she kind of looks at Cleve. <laughs> I, five gold pieces. Like she's kind of like <laughs> clicking on to Cleve's deception and is going with it. Aw, little buddies. Uh, you get there, and the water in this area is now easily up to your 
waist, uh, actually probably for Karis a little bit higher than your waist, probably like your like mid chest and cleave probably up to your waist. Uh, you see the doors open and inside you get a glance at where uh, you believe the safe to be. It's like there's like this large chest and Cassandra's kind of like pointing at it, showing you where it would be. Let's go. You you slide, you cast your mage hand, this like spectral hand appears, opens up like the cabinet housing this safe and begins to spin the dials. Cassandra gives you the safe combination. Like you start to pick it and Cassandra immediately walks up and goes, oh no, no the combination is 12, 24. Um, you spin the dial. I'll say go ahead and roll a- Ooh, 12, uh, 24, Christmas Eve. 12, 24. Um, go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check. I'm going to say DC five. To accurately put in this combination. And I'm sorry, what was the check again? Sleight of hand. Just got to beat a five. So basically don't roll Oh, absolutely, one. a nine. Uh, you, with your uh, check, the door opens up and you see inside a bunch of, uh, like a big box with like jewels and shit tumbles out, as well as a metal box that appears to be like a file container or some kind of like burn box that you would keep important documents in. No! Karis, can you go ahead and roll a d20? You need to not roll a one, two, three, or four. Oh no. <gasps> no! Roll a two. Oh no. oh no. No, no, no. Do we have to? Maeve. Oh, oh no! No! no. Do you hear a. You turn to the windows and see splinter cracks begin to fly quickly over all of the windows. In this moment, what do you do is you see the windows begin to crack and water begin to slowly fly in through the fissures. Um. Okay. You don't have time to think once your first reaction. Okay, I am gonna yell to everyone because we're we're still all in this room, right? Uh, people are like beginning to make their way out, but a lot of people uh, are still in the room. Okay, I'm gonna yell to everyone. I don't know if this is actually gonna be helpful to them, but everyone stay calm, head towards the door. When the water rises, we can like swim out the door. I don't know, just like stay calm, everybody. I don't know if that's going to actually help, but that's where my mind is. Go goes. ahead and roll a persuasion check. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say DC 20 to try to okay. like keep this crowd calm. Yeah. Oh my God, I got a 22. Your Damn. voice rings out with a orator's mastery as you begin to see people panic and then all of a sudden uh, like look in at your voice and begin to see as the water begins to pour in uh, you see, as people panic, they begin to kind of like weather themselves, prepare for what's about to come. You see the room is, rather than being a chaos of people, is kind of standing still, moving quickly, but orderly. Okay, good. As Camille McQuick is beginning to move people through, you see the windows. Go ahead. What are you doing? Oh, I want to do another thing, but it can wait until the windows crack. Uh, you see, you <laughs> see the windows uh, towards the back of the room shatter completely and water rushes into the room, knocking people off of their feet. I need you to go ahead and roll me a uh, dexterity saving throw to try to, like, stay on your feet. I'm going to say DC 15. Okay, so what was DC? 15. 
Okay, I rolled a 15. Now let me find my savings throw. Oh, area. if you rolled a 15, <laughs> you got it. I'm good. Oh, here it is. Yeah, and it's plus four, so 19. Yeah. So the I'm water good. hits hard, and you're able to like steady yourself off the other people. Uh, luckily, as they're like moving forward, you kind of begin to move as a group through this area. Uh, but looking behind you, you see a number of people getting sucked out into the open <gasps> ocean. Okay. You begin to swim and pull yourself forward. The crowd beginning to panic behind you. You're moving forward. You look and Wait, see. Wait, why are they getting sucked into the ocean? I feel like shouldn't the water be coming in? As a lot of like a lot of water is coming in, uh, but like the entire you guys are underwater and the entire uh, window has shattered entirely. So like, essentially, water. Can I roll water a is physics throw? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so what it is? Water is coming in, and as this agitation happens, they're getting like suctioned out. No, there's no way. Absolutely. Okay, wait. All right. Instead of arguing about this, can I talk to the dolphins, please? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. I want to talk to the dolphins. I guess this is, I have to, I guess it's a spell to speak with animals. Should I cast it? I'll say you You would cast it before, so you can still uh, use it. Okay. Um. So I want to be like dolphin homies. I'm going to set you free right now. You're going to fall into the water. You're going to get suctioned out of the boat. Please, if you can, go see what's up with the Kraken. Don't hurt yourself. But if there's any way that you can acquire information and I see you later, I would love for you to be my little spies out there, you know, to help us. I know that we've imprisoned you in this horrible way, and I don't agree that you should have been on this ship in the first place. But can you do that for me? Uh, go ahead and roll a um, persuasion check. Okay. Oh, a natural 20. Wow. Ooh, natural 20. You reach back, uh, grab some kind of like large object, chuck it up towards where the um, where the tank is being held. Immediately you see fissures crack and then the dolphins fall down directly in front of you. <laughs> As they land, they pop up out of the water and begin to swim around you, uh, kind of like giving you kisses on the face. <laughs> One of them turns to you and goes, yeah, we'll help you out, no worries. We'll be your scouts. Uh, they begin to swim around the room being much stronger swimmers, they're able to like fight some of the, like, the flow of this thing as the water begins to rise and rise. And they begin to, with a natural 20, push some of the like weaker people and people who aren't able to move, push them further inside to like keep them inside the boat. And you see uh, as more and more dolphins are like coming out of this torrent, they're beginning to go outside and pull some of the people who had been pulled out into the ocean back yes! into the confines of the Thank boat. Thank you, dolphins. You are not out of the woods yet. Mm -hmm. The water is rising quickly. Uh, you look to the side and you see Camille McQuick is holding up Annabelle Tor. Warwick Blitz is like kind of like moving forward as best he can. Uh, you see Sir Tiffany Fex still unconscious. Her body kind of like floating almost in a dead man float uh, nearby. Mm. You begin to move to escape this room. Do you turn back for Sir Tiffany Fex? Can I move her with my mage hand? Mage hand can only do like a couple of pounds. Um, so like it could direct her a bit, 
but you need to like pretty actively move her out of this room. Yeah. Can I die in this um, game? Yeah. <laughs> and then Kevin and, or sorry, Cleve and Karis are just kind of without me for the rest of the campaign. Uh, oh should God. you die, we'll we'll figure out a thing. But yeah, I mean, this is a uh, catastrophe story. I'm not saying everyone's going to make it out alive. Yeah. I'm like looking at every single thing I can do, seeing if there's anything I can do that will save. Well, can I you you can something? certainly go back and just physically grab her. It would yeah, just, just make grab her? it would just make your escape from this room more difficult. That's fine. I mean, worst case scenario, a dolphin pushes me up from underneath and helps us. <laughs> I will say, uh, because you rolled a natural <laughs> twenty on freeing the dolphins, rather than giving you a disadvantage on your check, the dolphin will help you, canceling out the disadvantage, give, making it just a straight check. Okay, I want to check. Uh, you swim over hard over to Sir Tiffany Fex, pull her and like her heavy armor with you, kind of like doing like a side swim as you're going towards the store. People are filing out, panicked but fairly orderly after your uh, calm instruction, as well as the queen's kind of like trying to pull people out, very much like sacrificing bits of their own uh, safety as they begin to pull more and more people out. You look Can back. I? Good. Uh in any way undo her armor with my mage hand or is it too to, intricate to to doff armor would take like some time you could like pull okay. off bits of it if you want like okay. to help you out a little bit yeah i'm just pulling it off a little you begin to pull off bits of her armor you pull off like her helm you pull off some of her sleeves um go ahead and roll me a perception check as you look around the room as you're like pulling off armor okay 12 you look around the room as you're beginning to swim sideways with Sir Tiffany Fex. You're pulling off like bits of armor. You're letting her, her massive axe drop into the water. You look back and see as the water is rising quicker and quicker, as the, it's just gushing into this room, the dolphins are like, trying to help as best they can. You are very aware not everyone is making it out of this room alive as you swim harder and harder. I'm going to need you to make a, I think it's going to be a strength check. Woof. Okay, strength check. So uh, I'll let you, it, it could be an athletics check if you would like. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to say DC 15. Unfortunately, I'm very weak. <gasps> a 19. Ooh. You it's adrenaline pure adrenaline just racing through your body as you pull Sir Tiffany effects like quickly shedding as much of her armor as you can like letting the giant cloak on her back go uh, pulling her through as you make it through Sir Warwick Blitz Camille and Annabelle grab you pull you through the door as the water level begins to rise rising even further in this hallway you guys all begin to swim up and out of this area as uh, Karis and Cleve, you look down as uh, you now have this like massive glob of jewelry uh, in front of you. And Karis, you're also holding onto this like burn box of files. Cassandra runs up to you, grabs the box, letting the jewels fall. Like she doesn't even like look at the jewels for a second. She grabs the box that you like have rustled and seems to be like fairly light containing like paper or something, puts it under her arm and like tucks it close. I need everyone to do me a favor as these two groups 
uh, your small group who was like doing this like quick stealth mission and the main group of people moving through this area kind of combine. Can everyone please roll me a perception check? Ugh, Fuck. a nine. 16. I'm sorry. 16. Uh, and Cleve, what'd you get? Seven. Seven. Cleve and Maeve. Maeve, you're holding hard onto Sir Tiffany Fex, moving her as best you can, like kind of like getting her up on her feet. Cleve, you quickly reach over, uh, go under her other arm, or like carrying her up, trying to move as best you can further into higher decks of the ship. You guys begin to move, uh, looking, and ahead of you, you see a large, like, ceiling-off bulkhead as Beezus Clearwater is kind of, like, pulling everyone through, going, Come on! We just gotta get to the bulkhead! Come on! Come on! Everyone is, like, running through. The water level is quickly rising. It's you're now, like, three floors deep into this area, and the water has now begun to, like, hit this floor. It's rising up to your feet, to your ankles, to, like, mid-ankle. As people are running through, you guys... Doof, doof, doof pulling this body with you and Karis you're running behind them kind of like almost grabbing onto certificate effects feet as uh, the queens are the last behind you as you begin to pull them forward you guys make it to the other side of this bulkhead as Beezus begins to slowly close this door against the force of the water he's a tiny guy and a bunch of passengers begin to like help him out and slowly close this bulkhead and they seal off the bulkhead as you hear behind you, somewhere lost in the distance behind this bulkhead, a few cries of people who did not make it past. <gasps> you guys look ahead of you as there is a long hallway and a number of flights of stairs to pass before you can get above the waterline to a point of relative safety. As you look around, you hear the crinkling of metal as the beast around you continues to squeeze and contract. Can I try to do something? Yeah. Can I just, rem wait, but I'm not near anything that's the outside of the boat, right? You guys are now like in an interior hallway. Okay, fuck. Okay, never mind. Go on. Uh, you hear the sound of the beast around you continuing to squeeze and contract as the metal is rent on any side of the boat. You feel the entire thing begin to shift and move. And Karis, as you see Cleve and Maeve carrying Sir Tiffany Fex, you see bits of her armor still falling off of her. Your eyes land on a familiar mark on her <gasps> Bitch, fuck you. You see the tentacle tattoo of the drowned. Martin, How dare! And that is where we're gonna end for the evening. Oh my what? god! No! Tune in next time in the Twenty Sided Podcast to see what our heroes do next. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Wait, what? I I genuinely did not see that coming.